0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Problems with the radio. So um, if I get a little confidence from uh, my, uh, uh, my guy there, can you tell me if I'm coming through? All right, good. Okay, so here we are. (laughs) I just actually had to keep flipping back and forth from, you know, technical stuff and (laughs) had to keep, we had crashing and everything like that. So today is quite, (laughs) quite a little bit, um, Uh, harried a little bit which is perfect for what we're talking about today this is jason eagle your natural health authority Um, my company is strategichealing.us you can call me in my office 734-985-5891 if you want to uh, have an appointment or if you want to talk about your health or uh, i've had a number of people over the past uh, few weeks call and say i really listened to the show and and uh there's very very helpful uh people are are responding that this information is these truths these are truths this is what I'm talking about this is I'm giving you the truth and today I'm going to talk about one of the truths that is rarely talked about and has a lot to do with our health and I think has a lot to do with what's going on in the world right now number one why is the world so crazy why is everybody so crazy and it's just kind of a general blanket term, um, crazy. What's a good example of acting crazy? Which is people flying off the handle, people, um, very emotionally, um, talking about things, uh, or getting upset. Um, you know, this is a perfect example of what's, what's going on and, and, and is there something that's going on in the background? Why, when you find people that, uh, for instance, um, have a deep emotional and overreactive type of things. Is it just them? Is it what they're talking about? Or is there something else that's going on? Um, Well, let let me refer you to, uh, there's uh, a book recently written um, by a a lady named Kathleen McAuliffe, and she got a lot of her information from another uh, book that was uh, written by a man, man named Carl Zimmer, and they're all about what's called parasites. Today, we're going to talk about parasites, which is, do we have parasites? Do people... You know, worldwide basically shows is that there's um, about 80% of Americans have some form of parasitic infection and not realizing it. Now, in the past, this was not as high because a lot of parasites that we get are actually foreign. You know, um, there's a lot of parasites that in particular that, uh, you know, 20 years ago, the doctor said, I don't think if you're a natural guy said you have parasites. I don't think you do because you didn't go to the third world. Were you there? No, you were not there. Well, you know, let me bring up another thing, which is they may not be there, or you may not be there, but they are here, meaning there's a lot of people through travel who have moved over and uh, brought parasites over, um, but there have always been parasites, even before, if you go back to the 1800s, 1700s, 1400s, this or that. Okay, so uh, some research estimates that about 95% of the people have parasites, but 95% of the world's population have some for parasites. Okay, Um, parasites. What is a parasite? Uh, We've heard about parasite is an infection. Okay, Uh, like I said about myself, uh, this is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. It seems like every show we're talking about some sort of infection. How is it related to infection? Well, Because infection, buried infection, and and acute infection, chronic infection, um, or infection that is even what you would call dormant infection, meaning I'm not infected, I don't, but they can be sleeping. They can be sleeping in your body and waiting like a Trojan horse to come out when the situation or the environment is right. So... Um, this book is very, very interesting and it's kind of on the bestseller list right now, but again, it's based upon a number of the book. This is a burgeoning science. Um, one of the burgeoning science of, um, uh, what you would call, um, different, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but anyways, it's what this is when we're talking about parasites, what we're talking about is, is parasites can have a, a link to all kinds of different problems in the body. And so there are some of the things which is, well, how do I know I have a parasite? Let's just stop, start with, again, what are some of the physiological symptoms? What are the, some of the things in the body? Because this book goes on to what are the psychological symptoms? So there's a blending now between parasitology and psychology, or um, how the, brain works so let's first get into what are the common symptoms that a person may have and again it can be the sky's the limit so we're talking about weight gain digestive disturbances fatigue intestinal uh, symptoms which is diarrhea or constipation or alternating both i've had so many people over the years who are going i go back and forth with Sometimes i'm constipated and sometimes i'm just loose and, and you know i'm uh you know i can't treat myself because nothing works because I'll take something that fixes this, but I don't take something that fixes this. And I have both of them um headaches bloating unusual nerve symptoms which is a, a, a itchy feeling tingling in certain areas so this can also be known as, as uh other um neurologic symptoms meaning uh what we think is just neurologic can actually be a parasite uh, or a even a viral infection and a viral parasitical infection they can link together um and then waking up at 3 a.m. This is one of the most common things. People say, I go to sleep and then it's like a bell goes off at 3 a.m. Um, and I can't go back to sleep. I get up and, and I try and go back to sleep, but I can't. Um, almost any symptom can be caused by a parasites, especially symptoms that do not seem to ever get better no matter what you do. I've had people where one of the, also one of the rare symptoms, but it's common, you know, it's common for people to eat certain things and say, I feel bloated or I have some sort of reaction from a food. But what about water? I've had people, and this, this was me. I, I had parasites years ago and I had to go through this. So a lot of times when I'm talking to you about stuff, that's me. I've gone through it. <laughs> I've gone through almost everything you can, you can think of. And, and I've come out the other side, right? Um, but water, Like people waking up on an empty stomach. I haven't eaten anything. My belly feels fine. Okay, whew. Boy, I, I, you know, I, yesterday was a hard day, but today feels better. Maybe today's going to be good. Get up and drink a glass of water and then like you feel bloated, you feel like there's something stuck in your throat, or kind of like you know, when a person eats food too fast, it's almost like you get a lump in your stomach or even higher and then almost in your chest. That doesn't make sense with water. How would water, or like drinking water and then water makes you burpy? Like I can understand like pop or, or something else that you have a reaction to, but water, that doesn't make sense at all. Well, it does with a parasite. So One of the interesting things about, again, these are physiological symptoms, but is there psychological symptoms? Meaning my emotions, my this, my that. Well, let me talk about this book. Um, It's called, This Is Your Brain on Parasites. (laughs) You remember that old uh, commercial, which is that guy that says, this is your brain on drugs. And he fried an egg and said, any questions? Well, is kind of a knockoff on this, which is what is your brain like on parasites? Well, Let's first talk about a lot of the real interesting stories that comes out of this, which is animals, okay? There's a lot of research on animals in terms of animals get parasites and what happens to certain, what are some of these weird uh, situations that parasites and how does it affect? Well, first of all, some of the stories goes into a particular cricket, okay? There's a cricket that can get parasites, and they are the parasite that gets into the brain, into the nervous system of this. And again, it's a little microscopic and a cricket is eating something and it gets into its system or it can crawl in between its, its plates and its skin or something. There's a lot of ways that parasites get in. You know, uh, a, um, uh, what is it? Um, Uh, blood-sucking insects like a mosquito is a parasite and they put parasites into you that's where malaria comes from it's inside of their saliva so they got parasites that live inside their guts that's eating them too so but okay so how do we get the parasites well again this cricket when it gets into the nervous system, these crickets, they are tricked into drowning themselves so that they can lay their eggs in water, so that the, the parasites can lay the eggs in water. So what it does is it hijacks the nervous system of an animal so that the animal will do something it normally would not do, okay? Uh, rats. Uh, there is a rat the rats and mice can get certain types of parasites that what it does is in fact see rats and 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 mice are scared of cats because cats are really good mousers right so one of the things is that rats and mice have a, a part of their their they have very good smell and what they do is they smell cat urine there's a particular smell. If you've raised cats, you know, the cat urine has a particular smell. So rats and mice can smell this from miles away, right? And they know that if there's a cat around because they can smell it, they're like, avoid it. And that's when they go hide. And for sure, don't go run out into, you know, an open field or let alone don't run into the cat's mouths. Well, there's rats and, and um, squirrels and other things, Um can get this particular parasite that gets into their brain that what's it makes them do is they run like a kamikaze right into cats mouths. Why? Because this is a parasite that wants to get into cats. There's another one that squirrels are known for, which is squirrels will avoid foxes. So during the middle of the day, if you see an animal like a squirrel in the middle of a field where the sun shines, there's something wrong with that thing. So a lot of times it's, it's, uh, it could be rabies. So again, if you see, let's say a, um, and rabies is a parasite. Okay. So let's say we see a raccoon or a fox or something like that out in the middle of the daytime roaming around. Foam on its mouth, <laughs> that's a parasite. Stay away from that thing, that thing will attack you, okay? Which really, it's hijacked the brain, the nervous system of this thing to make it do something that it normally wouldn't do. Um, the parasite alters the behavior and or appearance to make it susceptible to consumption by the predator because the predator is really its vector of where the the parasite wants to get to. Okay. When we talked about this, which is, it, it can change the appearance. There is a crab. There's a particular type of crab that um, you can tell the difference between the males and females because of what's, their underneath carriage, meaning the females look this way because that's where they carry their eggs. They have an egg sac, and the, the males don't have that. Well, there's a particular type of crab that gets a particular type of parasite it's a worm and what it does is it it hacks its its hormonal system and it gets the males to become transgendered meaning their body changes and they start to act like a female and they look like a female they will develop what's called a brood hatch meaning they look like they're a female and then what happens is is these parasites will then start to grow inside their body and then when it's hatching time what happens is the females when they get pregnant and basically the eggs are fertilized what they do is they turn upside down and they kind of flutter and they open up their eggs so that it can go out and that's a normal thing that's how baby crabs are born well this parasite changes these the behavior as well as the physical appearance and so that the males will do the same thing and it looks like a female but what they're doing is they're releasing not it because eggs don't because the, the the males don't have eggs they have sperm but what happens is is these things create these things inside their body and they go through the behavior as well as their body is changed so that they're releasing the eggs of the parasites right so This is, is there something that can happen to, we know this, we see this in animals, but is this something that can happen to humans? Well, there's a ton of research on this. And again, this whole book is written about this. And there's another book that's called Parasite Rex, and that uh, like Tyrannosaurus Rex, okay? And it's by an author called Carl Zimmer. And it goes into this. And one of the things that they talk about is this is well known in society, Okay. Now, part of it talks to, remember I said, people are acting crazy. Now, one of the words for crazy is what's called a lunatic, right? And lunatic has the word luna, and luna stands for moon, which means back in the day, people would say, you know when the full moon comes around, people act like lunatics, which is the moon affects people's behavior. Talk to any bar owner, talk to any cop, any police, any sheriff, and they know when the full moon is because it's marked on their calendars because that's when, number one, people at the bar drink more, but that's when the fights are going to happen. You can, like clockwork, that's when more calls are called on for domestic violence, all kinds of things, which is people are acting crazy, right? And the cops know it. Well, it follows the phases of the moon because parasites and bacterias and viruses and stuff like that. They also follow the phases of the moon. Now, do they see the moon inside of you? No, not necessarily. Because when the moon goes through phases, it affects the water. It affects the tides. It affects everything. It affects the pressures. It also affects the transmission of radio waves and all kinds of other things. Of which parasites and viruses and stuff like that. That's how they communicate. So they know when these things are happening. And so what happens is is they are going through a flush. That's when they go through a growth spurt. And when they go through a growth spurt, they are secreting hormones. And these hormones that they secrete, in particular, one of the things that they really secrete is is histamines, which is it creates... uh, So many times you'll notice that people, in terms of, let's say, immune disease or swelling or arthritis... Again, where grandpa can say, Oh, I can feel that storm coming. My elbow gets starting hurting. Okay. Because they're feeling the, what's called the uh, barometric pressure, they're feeling pressures on their body. But what they're feeling is not the pain of themselves. They're feeling the pain of these chemicals, including what's called histamines, that are being released into your system by these other living life forms. And if you have high enough levels of these living life forms, we all have them, but do we have them enough to change your behavior, change? And so when people start fighting right? And and you can see there may be a pattern. So let's say you got a couple that's fighting, or let's say you got a child that's going through, you know, what you would call the the, the ter- terrible twos, or let's say is going through a trouble in sort of school. They were getting A's, but now they're flunking and they're fighting and everything like that. A lot of times that is an indication that there's something going on, meaning something's happened in their life, somebody broke up with them, someone's abused them or something like that. But something also is going on, which is that there could be that these parasites and other bugs that are living inside our body are, are going through a growth spurt and a growth phase, and they come out, they come out of hiding. And so what it does is, what that means is what we're really saying is, are you a zombie? Because right? <laughs> that's what this really means is that I, I didn't control myself that, you know, the devil done made me do it. Well, that's what we're talking about. And it is these things that live in our body, is there a possibility that it could be not your fault? Yeah, it is. Your behavior is your fault. But is it because you are not treating something that's underlying? And is this a mass thing that happens in societies? Yes, it is. Because as I said, the research states that most likely about 95% of the human race has some form of parasitic infection. Now, how much do we have and how much, you know, uh, is is this everybody? Does this explain everything to everybody? No, but we're learning about this in terms of this is a fairly new um, part of, of scientific research and medical research and we're starting to see, Wow. There is really some possibilities in terms of what's going on with people's hormones, as well as their emotions and their thoughts. So you get people that, for instance, have, let's say, could you have people that have, let's say, bipolar? Again, bipolar go up and down and up and down. Is there a possibility that it's not just your chemical imbalance, that what it really is, is that you're being hijacked? We're talking about things like um, uh, schizophrenia. Um, depression, all of these different things, manic depression, whether it's bipolar, manic depression, how many people that are chronic, uh, let's say, uh, gamblers, which is you'll see a lot of gamblers and alcoholics, they can go through these phases of where they go on, you know, benders, and then they go on where they clean themselves. They're on the wagon, they're off the wagon, they're on the wagon, they're off the wagon. And we blame it all on them and say that it's all their fault. Well, what if you can't help it? Because now, could you cure it? Could you, you know, get rid of that zombie? Yes. Yes. There is so many things to do. So, um, let me give you another example of who might be a person that would uh, give me a great example of changing appearance and changing behaviors. Okay. I use this as an example, which is your fat gamer kid. Okay. Your boy or your girl that because it can be both that is sitting in the basement, the dark basement, playing games, eating a bunch of junk. They're overweight, they feel bad about their body. The reason that they don't go out there in the sunshine amongst their friends or or certain you know, you know, amongst their peers and have fun is because they feel bad about themselves. And so what they what happens is is they just kind of stay in the basement. And stay away from this thing and if they do go out let's say you know the parents can convince them to get up and go out go outside exercise take the cord away they go out and they try it but then it hurts and they'll say to them it really it hurts me and you'll say "Oh, I'll try harder Well, you don't understand that there are many cases where, because the bugs, especially the parasites that are living in them, they like that type of body. And so what they will do is they secrete hormones that are the reward system. And so the reward system for staying alone and staying even depressed is they will give you a reward for that, right? They literally give you a treat. And then when you get up and you go outside, and even like smiling or laughing or something like that with friends, which is, that's light. Even going outside in the light. What, it, it's good for the person's body, but it's bad for the parasite. And So what the parasite will do is it will secrete hormones that are these histamines and other, basically twist your arm behind your back and say, are you going to go in the basement? Yeah, fine. Okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll do what you want me to do. And they don't know it. But see, it's altered their body, it's altered the brain chemistry, and it literally punishes them for doing what's healthy. So this is a great example of doing an anti-parasite program on these people so that they can kind of wipe this off of their eyes because they're not thinking clearly. This is a great example. Like I said, I use analogies not, but that's an analogy of who would be, again, the person that is overweight, and then stays away from relationships because the relationship they don't feel good about themselves and blah blah blah. But see, the relationships are are good for their body, right? They're good for their hormones. They're good for their their, their everything about their health. But see, it's bad for the horror, bad for the the um, parasites. And so the parasites will again they will alter your behavior, including your brain waves, including how you feel about yourself. OK, so um, th- one of the reasons or in terms of um, what are some of the things that we can do about it? Right. Well, let me go back to one of the things that. I have found is one of the hidden things, one of the hidden reasons of how did the world get like this. It was because of the elimination of one thing, everybody, nearly everybody in the world did this particular thing. And especially when people came from the old world to the new world, many of them brought it with them. And it's something that grows everywhere. It grows in every single climate in the world. And people used to do a ton of this and now they don't. Now it's very, very rare. I'm going to take a a commercial break and be back, but I'll tell you what this is when I come right back. Okay, everybody, this is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority, and we're back. And I was going to tell you about the secret, this thing that we used to do, and it's related to parasites. It is related to this because um, when these, the chemicals that are in this particular, and I'm talking about cabbage, cabbage, cabbage is this old world wisdom. Okay, I'll tell you the story about cabbage. Is there's many stories about people that came over on the boats during Ellis Island and the only thing that they carried with them was their cabbage maker, which what's called a mandolin, which is so that you can shred cabbage, right? If anything they brought with them, they didn't bring, you know, hardly any clothes, but they for sure were not going to go anywhere without their cabbage maker this is one of the things that I brought with me you know I've been a cabbage maker I make sauerkraut and I've been making sauerkraut ever since I've been in my 20s and I learned um, that rather than the hand thing I, I bought a meat slicer one of these small little meat slicers. and that thing I'm on my second version of a meat slicer because I make sauerkraut every year and I make like literally five to ten gallons worth of um of cabbage and we live on it all year round okay so this is sauerkraut so One of the things that is known uh, in in the old world, now there was a, uh, the old world people, whether it be the Germans or the, you know, from all over the world, they knew this. And now when they came over here to America, they were talked, you know, that's, you know, cabbage is stinky, you know, the stinky cabbage eaters, and they stink like that. And so the family members, when they would come over, and, you know, the Italians did this, everybody does this, and the family would be like, ah, oh, get rid of that. That stinks. And, you know, you want to be more American, don't you? And so they would get rid of this, right? And they were coerced into doing it. And and great grandma couldn't tell you because she didn't have the science to tell you that number one, it's full of vitamin C. Number two, it's full of what's called diendyl Number three, it's it's full of this other stuff, which is called indole three carbonyl. I mean, there's so many things, and I'll go over the science of this, right? So, and there is a difference between what's called stinky good and stinky bad. Stinky bad would be say um, coming from rotting guts, meaning people that that eat a lot of meat and a lot of carbohydrates and this other stuff is that's the stinky bad. Now, the stinky bat, uh, the, the blood eaters, people that eat blood, right? And literally, there are blood eaters, people that eat blood. And you will get very, very stinky. And those people have to use lots of perfume to cover it up because it's a sulfur stink. It smells like fire and brimstone. It smells like hell. It's bad because what's happening is is your guts are breaking down and it's putrefying. Whereas the sauerkraut people, which is the, sa- yeah, it's a different type of stink, but the sauerkraut Eats that stuff up. The cabbage eats that stuff up. So people that are doing cabbage on a daily basis and, and, and there's multiple ways of doing it. But the old world knew about this. Now there's some great cures in terms of, let's say you are a person that has H. pylor or has ulcers early in my health career before I actually became a practitioner. I lived in Ann Arbor and I used to go to the health food store a lot. And in Ann Arbor, right by the farmer's market, uh, there was a, a, an Italian restaurant called Argerio's. And Argerio's, it's a well-known Italian restaurant. And I knew Mr. Argerio. And Mr. Argerio had a ulcer. And he had learned from, I met him in the health food store. And he told me that his doctor, he had a natural doctor, instead of treating him with all the drugs and everything, said, drink cabbage juice. Cabbage juice, basically buy green cabbages and get a juicer and juice them and drink, you know, like three to four glasses of it um, a day, every single day. This guy had a bleeding ulcer. It was a hole in his stomach. Remember last week I talked about how to repair that and and it's the hydrochloric acid that's burning through you, okay? But it's an infection of the the stomach lining. What the cabbage does is it kills that infection. This cabbage juice kills the infection and rebuilds that stomach lining. Remember I said, is there anything you can do? Yes, raw cabbage juice. And Mr. Argerio said, it was like a miracle. He said, I'm going to tell you, this was like a miracle. And I had like a really bad bleeding ulcer. And now after, I think it was a couple months of drinking this stuff, it's completely gone. It's completely healed. Now I can eat everything that I want again, and I'm never going to give up my cabbage juice. Okay. Cabbage juice is such an important thing. Um, uh, we go into, for instance, the science of it. Um, I've got this great um, article here. This is from the Linus Pauling Institute, um, which is macronutrient or micronutrient information. Okay, we go into the science of what is in cabbage, uh, in particular of what's called the cruciferous vegetables or the, the brassica family. The brassica family includes all of the cabbages, and this includes like Chinese cabbage, Napa cabbage, green cabbage, red cabbage, but it also includes things like Brussels sprouts, those types of things. They're very high in what's called indole-3-carbonyl, IC3, okay? It's derived from the breakdown of glucobrassicin, which is a compound that's found in cruciferous vegetables. That's anything in the broccoli family. So we're talking broccoli, like I said, cabbage, all of these things, okay? In the stomach, I3C molecules undergo acid-catalyzed condensation, and they convert them into these things called what's called di methane okay? dial and all of these things, these are um, compounds that what they do is they eliminate these bi- harmful bioactive compounds in your body. So this is what our what our our ancestors did, and we lost that. So, you know, people are, are really misled in this future saying that we're living a lot longer. And then if you go back years and years ago, let's say go five, six hundred years ago and people died in their twenties and thirties as an average. No, that's not true, because when you look at statistics, what they were doing is they were including what's called infant mortality, meaning if you go back 300 years ago, you didn't have any way to have these little babies survive that were not survivable, that now you put them into, uh, you know, preemies. There were no preemies that survived back in those days, and, and there was a lot of women that that had uh, miscarriages or had the babies that died within the first year up to five years. Now, with our modern medicine, those babies are surviving. And so what that's done, that's that's completely altered the numbers. Okay, So what that means is, is people in the past were definitely healthier in many, many respects. Cancers were way, way down compared to where they are. Now, we get into, again, is cabbage. Cabbage is one of these things that people did a lot of. It, It gets rid of harmful bioactive compounds like steroid hormones. The steroids, so when people are taking steroid drugs... It can do damage in their body. So this helps to get rid of it if you've had to do steroids. Now, people produce their own steroids. Again, these parasites and other bugs produce these steroid hormones inside your body, which breaks your body down because they feed off of it. So they wanna do damage in your body because they want to, you know, like the cavity creeps. Remember that old commercial cavity creeps? ah!" They break your body down because they eat that stuff up. Okay? Drugs, many people, and again, people that said, I've never been on drugs. Well, you've been drinking city water and, uh, the drugs have gotten into that. The drugs are so much that when you go off of, let's say, California, if you go off to the, the, um, off the coast where uh, a lot of the universities have done study on fish and what they do is they just net fish and then they do tests on it. And one of the tests that they do is they do, um, they do, uh, gender which is how many males and how many females. And what they found over the years, especially off of L.A., uh, because all of the water, a lot of this municipal water, and it takes the drugs, the drugs that people are peeing and pooping into the water, goes out into the ocean. And as I said last week or the weeks before, which is most of these compounds break into what's called xenoestrogens, meaning they look like estrogen. So what that means is that they're finding now 80 to 90% of the fish that they're catching off of these high population areas are female meaning there's not enough males to go around. That's why you're seeing a lot of the populations of certain things are dying because there's not enough males to breed. And so again, a lot of these compounds, they break down into these hormones. And so that's why a lot of the cancers are related to what's called estrogen dominance. These estrogen, any of the breast cancers, a lot of cancers throughout the body, but in particular, the reproductive organ cancers. This includes men with prostate cancer, meaning you've got too much estrogen in your body, right? Well, these bugs are secreting them. Again, they are hormone factories and they can secrete these things and create a level. Now, let me explain something. One of the reasons when we have high estrogen in our body both male and female. So let's say a female. When a female gets pregnant, there's high levels of estrogen because when you have high levels of estrogen, it makes your body grow. Not only will you grow a baby, but when a woman is pregnant, her whole body has to change. She has to grow extra breast tissue, her hips have to expand so her, her, her bones actually increase. Everything in her body changes because and so what and it goes into the super growth right well it's really estrogen that's moderating that higher levels of estrogen is going to make you grow more tissue now if you have high levels of the xenoestrogens you're going to grow like a monster and you're going to grow out of control and it's going to grow like crazy now again is it your body or is it these things that are making you do it okay so the cabbage, or what's called a dihydro methane um, endo three carbonyl, um, quercetin. Quercetin is another thing I talked a little bit about uh, a number of weeks ago about how that was found in terms of even with this coronavirus that high levels in, of quercetin will kill it as well as make it go into a hibernation mode, and then speed your immune system to then develop an immunity to the viruses and the parasites and all this other stuff. Okay. Um, carcinogens, meaning these are things that create cancer. When people have high levels of, and just daily levels of these things that we get from cabbage, uh, it reduces what's called cell proliferation. Meaning when we have cancer, things are growing too fast. Um, it also turns back on what's called apoptosis. Apoptosis is, um, your cell, when your cell gets too toxic, Pulls the pin on its own self-destruct button because it says, I'm only going to hurt you guys around here. I'm going to pollute everything. I've lost my value. Um, uh, so anyways, um, uh, what it does is apoptosis is something that's programmed in the cell, which is if you become a monster before you become a monster, pull the plug and die. Because what happens is, is a monster can turn into a, um, uh, into a zombie. So it's like in that that movie, uh, what is it, The Walking Dead, you'll notice many of them when they got bit, they would commit suicide because they say, I know I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go out of my mind and I'm gonna be, become a zombie. So this is what what's called apoptosis. So this is a, a cell does, knows when it's gonna hurt the, the structure around it and infect and possibly become a zombie, it dies. It, it's what's called programmed cell death. Well, carcinogens or cancer is, it hacks that and it won't let it die and it keeps it alive and then it becomes a zombie. Angiogenesis is, is that's meaning Genesis is that's the first book in the Bible. That means growth. It was where it all start, which is a cell starting. So carcinogens or cancer is this system has been hacked. It grows out of control. It grows without a purpose. It grows into a monster and it doesn't know when to stop. And it then just eats everything around it. That's what cancer is. So, and especially when we talk about, let's say, uh, hormonal cancers or estrogen cancers. So the preclinical studies shows that the anti-estrogenic activities of I C or I3C, which is endol 3 carbonyl and diol methane helps to reduce the risk of these hormone-dependent cancers. Okay. Parasites, again, parasites are pain. Parasites create histamine in your body. And when you have a histamine reaction, a histamine reaction, this is when you get stung by a bee and you then have a welt, okay? Or let's say people get welts or people get hives. Hives, and again, people that have a uh, um, hive reaction, this is, it can happen so quickly. Like when a person's throat swells up from eating peanuts or getting stung by a bee, that is what's called a histamine reaction. So many times pain all over the body is because of the elevated levels of histamine, Okay. Parasites create the histamine. So, the uh, cabbage is one of the things. There's a bunch of other things, but today we're really focusing on cabbage because it's this lowly thing that I'm going to purport here. It was taken away from us because, uh, again, people didn't want to be stinky and, and it was the old world. And we live in the w- new world right now. And these guys in these lab coats that gave us this medicine, they know better. Mm, they themselves are parasites. That's the thing. He says, What happened to this world? It looks as if like a parasite took over and got us to live a world that is destructive to us. The money system is a parasitical thing, the banking system of the money system, the having to even pay for water. Like who came up with that idea? Like water's free, air's free. That's that's foreign to a human way of thinking. There had to be something that came into and altered our brains to say, you know what, you have to you know work for a living and you have to earn your keep and, and you don't own the land anymore and all this other stuff. That's foreign to humanity. Again, you know, you have to work your life to get these pieces of paper to then go buy food. And in fact, you are going to work so much you can't even make your own food. Back in the day, you used to make your own food. Cabbage is easy to grow. You don't even grow the cabbage anymore, let alone have any time to make the sauerkraut that was your medicine. Well, let's get back to it. Here's one of the other things that that cabbage these things that are in cabbage, have been known to kill, okay? HPV. HPV, which is the human human uh, papilloma virus, which is this thing that we give this vaccine called Gardasil, which is you wanna, you know, these commercials that show you like you're a bad parent if you don't give them the vaccine from protecting them from cervical cancer and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's maybe true, but the point is is you're giving them the wrong thing because the Gardasil has been shown to be extremely harmful. It can have really bad side effects and could you get it out of cabbage could you feed these kids cabbage could you feed these kids sauerkraut juice that they eventually learn to like yes um the hpv has been shown to be related to all these different types of cancers as well as all okay. it's a virus okay but again these certain compounds will reduce these abilities of these viruses to grow Blood sugar, insulin regulation, meaning how many people have diabetes and pre-diabetes? How many of the pre-diabetes is not just because you eat too much sugar? It's because you're just not eating enough cabbage, <laughs> right? Again, this is things that was throughout all history and we've lost it, but you can go get it right now. If you don't want to make your own cabbage, you can go to the grocery store and what you're looking for is a brand called Bubbies. Bubbies, because what is a good sauerkraut? When you look at the ingredients, it doesn't have vinegar in it so how do i make i learned this recipe from an old grandma and she taught it and, and i said well you know write it down she's oh don't write it down just remember it okay what you do is you shred cabbage right and you can do it on a mandolin or you can cut it with a knife or whatever and you're shredding it pretty thin and then you put it in a bowl and into that bowl. So let's say you got a nice, good bowl of cabbage. I mix mine in these, you know, five-gallon like pickle buckets or something like that. And then you throw, you get some like pickling salt or or um, a regular sea salt. Get some good regular sea salt, or you can even get um, oh, uh, what is it uh, again? They're they make it for pickling salt, okay? And it's the or the kosher pickling salt. It's a little thicker. It's not real fine, coarse. It's the thicker grind, okay? Kind of chunks. You get a handful of it. If you got a big mound of of cabbage, like fits up like your big bowl, you're gonna put a handful, literally a mound, of that. And, and there's a recipe of what I think it's like in the summertime, because fermentation happens faster, it's like one teaspoon to one pound of cabbage. Now in the winter time it goes up to one and a half to two teaspoons of um of salt to cabbage per pound of cabbage. So, and I just mix it and what you do is you just shred your cabbage and then mix some salt in there and then you kind of pound it down. I have a pounder that that you use and you kind of crunch it up, crunch it up and then put it in, let's say, a jar or put it in something and you put some cheesecloth over the top of it so that the the bugs don't get into it. And a lot of times what you do is, is if you put it in a thing that's big enough... You put a plate on top of it with like a stone on top of it or a brick because you want the pressure down because you want all of the cabbage to be submerged under this liquid. Well, where did this liquid came come from? Do I if, am I adding liquid? No, it leaches out of the cabbage. The cabbage leaches this liquid, and that's what the sauerkraut juice is. Is it's really it's just cabbage and salt, cabbage and salt. That's all a good sauerkraut is. So if you buy, let's say Bubbies. That's what you're going to see on it. It says cabbage and salt, and that's it, okay? And what you can do is you can eat the cabbage, but you can also drink the liquid, okay? And then I'm going to tell you later on how to make this. This is super stupid simple, and how do you make your own cabbage juice? How do you make the stuff that like is the best medicine going around? Again, it cures cancer. It gets rid of cancer. It stops these bad hormones. It will, uh, again, do so many different things. Here's one of the other things is that they found that women that were eating cabbage, enough cabbage or, or uh, pickles or like again, like these, these pickled things, um, uh, like a sauerkraut, it protects against what's called plant, transplacental cancer prevention. Meaning, how many women are actually giving their babies cancer? because it comes through, or some other disease. Because again, the baby grows inside you and the, the um, uh, amniotic fluid is sterile. So that protects them from infection. But it, they're connected to the umbilical cord and they're getting all of their nutrients from the mother's bloodstream. So what they eat goes into the body, right? So how do you protect your unborn baby? Eat cabbage, eat sauerkraut. Drink sauerkraut juice, high levels of diendomethane, quercetin, and I3C, which is indol 3 carbonyl. There's a whole bunch of vitamin C, all this other stuff in it, okay? Regulates inflammation, meaning do you struggle with inflammation? Oh, you know, I've got uh, a lot of problems in terms of pain and, and, and all this inflammation. These compounds that are regulating, that's why the old people were able to go so strong for such a long time and do a full day's work before you even woke up and that was every day for them okay because they ate a lot of this stuff and it was inside their body and they had these chemicals and these these uh, constituents that protected them okay recurrent respiratory papillomatosis, okay, which is, again, this is a fairly rare thing, but what's not rare is people with lung infections, lung diseases, especially these people with this COVID recently is that, again, they already had lung problems. They already had fluid in the lungs. They already had walking pneumonia or scarring in the lungs from pneumonia in the past. Let me tell you, where does a lot of the lung problems come from? It comes from the gut because the gut is brewing. So let's say the people that don't eat enough vegetables and stuff like that, and eat a bunch of you know junk food, what happens is is they're rotting on the inside, and these bacteria's create gases, and these gases bubble up. And they aerate and literally come up and then get breathed back into the lungs. So if a person was in, let's say, an asbestos factory, they're going to get damage to their lungs. Well, what have happened is what's happening is the damage in your lungs is because you're breathing constant toxic gases that are coming from your guts. That's a huge thing. So if we eat enough cabbage on a daily basis, and we're talking about a handful of some sauerkraut on a daily basis or a few glasses of the sauerkraut juice that you can make. Lupus, okay? We've heard a little bit about like this this drug that they were using, um, uh, which is the um, hydroxychloroquine, which was had been used for a long time for lupus, okay? Because it's like a parasite. It is like an infection. It's a viral infection, okay? So people that um consume good levels of these things that are in cabbage um protect themselves against these things and if they have it it gets rid of that had um, um that had uh, a, a um, an ulcer bleeding ulcer ulcer and it was cabbage juice that cured him okay um again the uh, estrogens and all these different hormones because again hormones you can have good hormones and you can have bad hormones and let me tell you one thing now let's go back to what this is really all about too it's not just the health of the body but the health of the mind and the emotions because this book as i was telling you about which is this is your brain on parasites is saying that there is a huge amount of correlations between people's bad behavior and um, mental instability as well as social unrest What's going on right now? Okay. How many of these people out there that have taken over a different place are really just a bunch of junk food eating people that, you know, are also alcoholics and all kinds of other stuff. And it's as if they've gone nuts, right? And again, it's it, nuts is not necessarily, okay, if somebody does something to offend you, it's not nuts to be upset. But what it is nuts is to not be able to stop yourself. And when someone bumps into you at a place to then start swinging and then to start pulling out a gun and start shooting it where it just started with it. Oh, excuse me. Right. Or, you know, could you just leave well enough alone? How many people in arguments and all kinds of things are it's as if they're triggered. This is what's called being triggered. Okay. Again, political debate. People talking about politics and we used to be able to debate. Now it's like, I can't even hear you and we're going to start swinging people didn't used to be like this. And and if they were, it wasn't right, right? And, and how much of it has to do with, it's not just all polit- politics, how much it has to do with its chemistry, and you're infected with these bugs that are hacking your brain, that are hacking your emotions, that are hacking your ability to use logic, and and you become illogical. So, um, these are some of these great things that we do. So let me give you a recipe. This is a great recipe that we can use. Anybody can make this one, okay? Listen up. I will put it on my, um, my YouTube channel later. So later to watch these shows, you go to my YouTube channel, which is Jason Eagle QRA. I'm live right now on my strategic healing page on Facebook. So here is the recipe. You take two cups of water two cups of chopped cabbage, and one tablespoon of either pink salt or sea salt or Himalayan salt, whatever, a good sea salt. Don't use i-dye salt. Don't use junk salt. Use a good sea salt. That's two cups of water, two cups of chopped cabbage. You don't have to chop it super fine because you're going to put this into a blender. So put the two cups of water, two cups of chopped cabbage, and one tablespoon of the salt into a um Blender. You blend it up and then you pour that into, let's say, a mason jar. Okay. Then you take that mason jar and usually it's a glass mason jar. Okay. And then it has one of these, you know, like the screw tops. What you do is get a coffee filter and put a coffee filter or a piece of like, even like say paper towel or something like that. So it covers it. So it allows it to breathe. Then you let it sit on the counter for three days. Don't put it in the refrigerator because you want it to to ferment. People are going, oh, it's going to start to stink. Yeah, it's going to have a bit of a smell, but that's okay. If you don't like it in your kitchen, then put it in your garage, put it in your basement, something like that. But let it sit outside of the refrigerator for three days. Okay. Then after that, then you drink. That juice that's inside, because that's going to make a juice, right? And you drink from two, start with about two cups all the way up to about 16 cups a day. If you're really unhealthy and you really want to get some health and you really want to get this in the, in your system, you can work your way up to it. Then you store this in the fridge. Now, when you want to make a new batch, for a new batch, you follow the recipe, the same recipe, but you only add a but you add a half so you you basically um take out a half cup of the new stuff and add a half cup of the previous batch to it and then you reduce the standing time out on the counter to only 24 hours and you keep rotating this and you keep it going and as you get rid of it you start adding to it but you always have some of the old stuff and you add some of the old batch to the new batch and this is kind of like making um, uh, sourdough like a sourdough bread, this is how it keeps going. If you drink this for between two to 16 cups a day, 16 is an awful lot and you probably don't have to get there, but you know, a few cups a day, start it in your morning, sometimes in the evening. Um, this is something that will help you on so many different levels. Cabbage is, again, this has been shown with weight, people that are helping to um, get their weight under control. Um, this is something that is very, very helpful for them. Now, when we get into, let's say, dealing with parasites, this is one way of dealing with parasites, but there's a number of other products that have stuff. So there's what's called the peritocin. So if you come into me and and, uh, you want to deal with some, get tested for parasites and you want to deal with it, the peritocin contains clove as well as a bunch of other stuff, which that goes after one type of, of the worms. The peristat is another type, and that goes over different types of worms and other different including like say the the uh single celled organisms like amoeba uh, amoeba and different stuff like that um these are something that even on a day uh, on a yearly basis um m- most traditional cultures would go through some sort of antiparasitical on a yearly basis but once a year they do their spring cleaning because they knew that they would get them and th- again they knew how it affected their hormones They didn't know the science, but they just know how people behaved. That one's kind of acting a little bit crazy. That one's acting a little bit irrational. That one's like freaking out all the time. Let's get them, let's get rid of the parasites. And then when you put them in an anti-parasite, they're back to themselves. So even cavemen figured this stuff out. You know, when we ate these things You came back to your more reasonable self, right? And I felt better and your hormones were better and all this other stuff. Now, when we get into some of these other things, when people have, are dealing with some of these estrogen or, or, you know, a lot of the conditions can be related to too many estrogens. Again, people that have a tendency toward breast cancer, reproductive organ cancers. Um, again, people that are, are just growing too much. Their body gets too big and, and they don't even measure. It's like, I'm, I don't eat that much, but yet I just keep growing bigger and bigger. That's a hormonal. So like, a, again, people will say, you know, my fat's glandular. All right you know people can say it's not because i and that's true there are people that can have what's called glandular late well what's a gland the gland are the hormones the glands produce. so when they say it's glandular it's estrogen that's the gland that's the hormone is they are producing too many estrogens whether it be male and female so there's a product what's called estroflavone it's used for both don't you let it you know trick you into thinking it's just for women no this is for both men and women and one of the big thing that That's in it is what's called diendomethane, which comes from the cabbage family. So you can do your cabbage or you can take it as supplements or you can do both, which is, this is something that modern people, again, this book that that I, I think is really worth reading, it's called This Is Your Brain on Parasites. It's a whole idea behind what do we know about humans and what's happening with humans and are many of our health problems? Can they be related to infection? Yes. Okay. But what type of infection? And when we're talking about parasitical infection, what we used to think, especially Western world used to think it's not us. It's them. It's all these third world people, right? Well, okay. How long have airplanes been coming, you know, here? And, and now there's so many foreign people that are now calling this place home. That's great. That's wonderful. But they brought along with them, as well as there was a bunch here before they ever showed up. So we have lost this the uh, illusion that we're too clean here in America to have parasites. No, we're not. We are part of it and it's always been part of it. And one of the problems of Western medicine is it's very slow to understand it. The drugs that we have for parasites are very poor. There's not very many of them. They can cause a lot of problems. They can actually damage your health along the way. And they very rarely are prescribed because it's extremely rare for a doctor you know, to kind of go, uh, this might be a parasite, you know, usually they're focusing on a whole bunch of other things. But if you've watched that show House, how many times of House did he come up and say, you know what, everyone just missed it. I got it because it was a parasite. A parasite can do this. And it was like, you're a genius. How did you figure that out? Right? Well, start thinking about this. Start thinking about parasites and start thinking about some things that have changed again. Imposters that have come in and have changed the whole outlook of everything, and we are living a life for them and not for us. Like Again, think about these animal examples, which is running into the fire when you really shouldn't be, when you should be inside, right, or, or running into the fight and it's as if, you know, you're running to your death or you're running to, um, you know, tragedy or, you know, just start swinging, uh, when someone looks at you wrong or inability to see another person's side. Okay. We're at a very high tense place in life right now. And and yes, part of it has to do with race relations and all this other stuff. I don't want to take any of that away, but what that also means is, are you triggered and hyperreactive and, in, unable to calm down and unable to unify, unable to say, hey, wait a minute, we're on the same side here. Why are we fighting each other? That's what the bugs do to us. That's what a parasite would do to us. That's what a a different, uh, again, it's a hack. It's a hack job, meaning is your computer been hacked by an outside source and they're controlling you remotely. We know that this is happening inside the body. And again, as we're discovering more research. Now, the research tells us that it's there, but it tells us very little about what to do about it. And I'm telling you, go out and get your sauerkraut, go out and get your sauerkraut juice and look back at your ancestors and go, wow, you guys were really smart. And it was really dumb of us to make you feel bad about cabbage and your sauerkraut. It was really dumb of us to make you feel bad about your old world knowledge. Really, you should have kept it here. And let's bring it back and honor the grandparents and honor your ancestors, because they may not have known the science, but they did Because they had thousands of years to see what this stuff did in their behaviors and in their uh, how much output of work they had um, and the babies that were born, all of these different things. And we've lost a lot of that, but see it's staring us right in front of our face. And the more we understand about this world and your body, the answers are right at your feet. They're very close at home. And uh, so that's what I do. If you want to understand this world and your body and how to come back to the real world and how to fix your body and how to understand your body, what's going on and what to do about it and how to do it naturally. That's me, Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. And again, I don't make any money off of you if of buying cabbage. Now, I'll make some money off of maybe some, the peritocin and stuff like that. But let me remind you, why do I do this show? I do this show for you. Uh, again, hopefully maybe some people come in, but that's not why I do it. I do it because I align myself with truth that will always stand and truth is free. And that's my buddy. <laughs> truth is my buddy, is my pal, is my friend, and it's gotten me here. And I want to introduce you to the truth of the real world outside of you and inside of you and so that they become one. Till next time, this is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. Bye-bye.
1: All right, all set. Jason will Thank really you live a pain-free, high-energy, healthier life naturally. As a certified practitioner and multiple healing modalities, Jason creates a finely tuned and highly personalized program just for you that will get you back to living your best life. Get started today by calling 734-985-5891 to make your appointment. Or go online to strategichealing.us. Strategic Healing is located at 2545 North Opdike Road, Suite 106A in Auburn Hills. Ask the Experts with Jason Eagle of Strategic Healing can be heard every Wednesday at 1 p.m. right here on WRDT, the word station. AM 560.